Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. God's kingdom, amen, it extends from heaven, amen, even into the earth realm in the hearts of men as they receive the lordship of Jesus Christ, the revelation that Jesus is Lord, is, is more than a one-time, amen, decision to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, amen, is the realization that your life comes from Jesus, amen, that he is King of kings, Lord of lords. He is the center of everything as it pertains to you. He is God's gift to you, amen. And so you have to remember when you're talking about the kingdom, you're talking about life, the the perspective from heaven to earth, spiritual sight from heaven to earth, the ways of God, amen, versus the ways of man, hallelujah. So you would have to change, if you are an earth dweller, you would have to change into the ways of God, hallelujah. That there are many, amen, ways, amen, of of men, amen. But the end thereof are the ways of death, hallelujah. But the ways of God are based on the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. God's wisdom is different, amen, from the wisdom that is embedded in this earth realm. You you have to get rid of something. You have to throw down something. You have to exchange something. Jesus says, to occupy till I come. Hallelujah. Buy and sell to get gain. Amen. So the heavenly is worth more and Jesus is worth more than any money hallelujah God is worth more amen and so the Lord will always increase you if you have the right heart the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth seeking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect or loyal toward him hallelujah the people that are awakened amen to the preciousness, the preciousness of Jesus. Amen. And so turn with me to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. What does it mean, hallelujah, to be a child of God? What does it mean to be the people of God? Amen. There's a difference in being a child. Amen. And being a mature person in the Lord. Hallelujah. It requires... Maturity requires responding to God, amen, to respond to God's goodness. God is good. That is who he is to you, (laughs) amen. God does not want you to experience his wrath, amen. He wants you to experience his goodness, amen. And so the Bible says you have to continue in the goodness of God. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. It says, therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, 
not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. In other words, that foundation is supposed to be laid once. And you're not supposed to leave that foundation. You're supposed to build on that foundation, these, these principles. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and laying on of hands and resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Amen. So these are principles, foundational principles. Amen. So you start out in the Lord. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is all about increasing. God, kingdom does not go backwards. Amen. The, the, the government and God's kingdom increases. Amen. And God says to you, increase. Amen. So God shall increase you more and more. Hallelujah. And so the Bible declares that we are supposed to have a foundation. Amen. That foundation is Jesus. And you're supposed to build on that foundation. And that shows that you are maturing. Amen. In the things of God. In other words, you have a beginning. Amen. But you don't stay at that beginning part. The only part of that beginning is the fact that he is your first love. Amen. And so you don't lose your first love, but you increase in maturity in the things of God. So you must build on the foundation, which means you must change. You must transform. You must mature as you know the Lord. So a lot of people, they have a misunderstanding. They think it is separate. Knowing the Lord and knowing the word, amen. They separate knowing the word from knowing the Lord, amen. Many people criticize those who speak of spiritual things and entering into the things of God and experiencing the presence of the Lord and, and the, 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 the abundance of his spirit, amen, the Holy Spirit, the, the things of the Holy Spirit. They said, no, 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 you must, you must be grounded in, in the word. You must be settled in the word, amen. But the two go together, amen. The Bible says the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. But the spirit of God clothes the word of God to give revelation of the knowledge of the Lord. So as you begin to know the word, it is to know him intimately, amen. So the Holy Spirit clothes the word so that you will enter into the knowledge of the Lord. God would have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Amen. So knowing the Lord includes knowing the word, but also fellowshipping with the Lord. God describes it this way, that he lights a light in you, a candle in you and it is your job to be passionate and not to let that light go out that's the fellowship of the lord and so you you continually amen draw near to god and he reveals himself unto you now every time god reveals something to you there is a an obligation or a responsibility with what god has revealed unto you the, the way that god treats a thing that he loves you so that he gives, he discloses his heart or he discloses secrets or he discloses mysteries, amen, that this 
shows that you are in an intimate relationship with the Lord. He's not just going to just disclose stuff. The, the secret of the Lord, it is with those who fear him. Amen. So God reveals his secret to those who fear him, those who love him, and those who reverence him. Amen. And so you have to change, amen, as the Lord reveals the truth. In any area that you refuse to know him, amen, or refuse to know the word, some people pick and choose the word. In any area that you refuse to know him, there is a veil. The Holy Spirit unveils the word. The word is Jesus. The, the word capitalized in the beginning was the word. The word was God and word was with God. Amen. Speaking of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so maturity comes from knowing God. You can have book knowledge all you want. Amen. But if you don't know the Lord, you are as a child or you are immature or you lean to carnality. Amen. So you have to know what righteousness is. Righteousness is what God intended for you from the beginning. Amen. Yes, God is, is righteous, but you don't know anything about that if you don't know what God intended for you. You say right standing with God, justification. That doesn't mean anything unless you enter into that relationship where the Lord reveals the image of righteousness. Who is the image of righteousness? Jesus. The Bible says Jesus is made wisdom. He has made righteousness. He has made sanctification unto you. Amen. Separation, sanctification, righteousness, wisdom. Amen. The Lord has made unto you. 1 Corinthians 1.30. Amen. And so you don't know who you are unless you can see it in Jesus. Amen. You don't, you don't know what God intended for you. Amen. And so we spoke a lot about God has called you. Amen. So you have to complete the calling of God. We use words like calling. We use words like purpose. We use words like destiny. Amen. We use words like the plan of God. Amen. So God has called you with an heavenly calling. That's the upward calling. Amen. And that he has given you a purpose that you may complete your destiny. But remember, it is heaven to earth. Amen. You cannot dictate to God what you want to be. Amen. God knew you before the foundation of the world. And he knew that you, your calling, completing your calling would please him. Amen. As you did, as you did the will of God. Amen. And so in Exodus chapter 19, amen, we'll speak a little bit, a little bit about your calling. Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19, verses 5 and 6. Exodus chapter 19, verses 5. And six, amen. It says, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. 
for the earth is mine, and you will be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So God is speaking to Moses to speak these words to the children of Israel. He says that you'll be a special treasure, that you will be a kingdom of priests. So to, to understand the kingdom perspective, you have to understand that you are called to be priest. Amen. Some scriptures say kings and priests. I like that kingdom of priests. You are a kingdom of priests. Amen. And again, Revelations, the book of Revelations, chapter 5 and verse 10. And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. So our reigning is in accordance to us being kings and priests or a kingdom, a kingdom of priest. Amen. So priesthood references your calling. Priesthood. People say we are kings and priests unto God. We are special people. We are peculiar people. Amen. So your calling is a calling of maturity, of faithfulness, and sanctification. So you can see it in the priest. God's priest. He called priest. Amen. They had to be separated unto God. They had to be separated for service unto God. They had to be faithful in their service. And so they represented a level of maturity in the fact that they were not living their life. They were living the life that God had prescribed from, for them, and that was their purpose. Amen. So if you, you're going to understand your calling and your purpose, you have to understand that you're called to be priest, amen, to operate in the kingdom of God, hallelujah, to represent his kingdom as priest, amen, and to be a kingdom, a kingdom of priest, amen. Hebrews chapter 5, amen. We, we are laying a foundation, amen. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Now we know that this was accomplished in Jesus, but our job, amen, as priests is to bring people to Jesus. Amen. Jesus is our apostle and high priest. He's our intercessor he's our advocate but we are of Jesus when the Bible says that he is king of kings a man referencing the Lord he is king over those who reign in his image amen he is king of kings he is Lord of Lords amen so so we bring people to Jesus Amen. Through ministry, through testimony, and through prayer. Amen. So, so this is, we're operating as a priest. Amen. And things 
pertaining to man to God. Amen. So we're, we're purposing to get people saved. We are, we are praying for people. We are interceding. We're making supplication. Amen. We're, we're giving our testimony. We are ministering. Amen. The whole purpose of ministry. Jesus says that if he be lifted up, that he will draw all men unto him. Amen. Jesus says that you're either with me or against me. You either gather with me or you scatter abroad. The, the whole purpose of ministry is to bring people to Jesus. Amen. So that they can get the proper sight, the proper appreciation for God. Amen. That if a person is saved, he appreciates that. Hopefully he appreciates that. Amen. And so through Jesus Christ, he gets a glimpse of the Father God. He appreciates Jesus. He appreciates the Holy Spirit for drawing him. And he gets a glimpse that God loved him the whole time. So that's what the devil is trying to do. He, he is trying to make people feel like they are unloved. Amen. That they are not wanted. Amen. And so we get these false images in this earth for people who are crying out to be wanted, to be needed. Amen. For, to feel special. Amen. And so they leave the straight paths of God in pursuit of what they call righteousness. Amen. An attempt to establish their own righteousness. They forsake the righteousness of God. You cannot establish your own righteousness. God is righteous. Jesus is the standard, the picture of righteousness. Amen. That pull, that draw of heaven drawing you. Amen. It's because it is the place of righteousness where the light of God, Jesus is the light of God, shows how things are supposed to be. You're not burdened. You're not under those heavy weights and yokes. Amen. In heaven. And so that is accomplished in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so the taste of heaven on earth is found in Christ Jesus. And as you pursue the Lord, then you will see the Father God. Amen. In Exodus chapter 20. The book of Exodus chapter 20. Verses 18 through 21. Amen. So we are kings and priests. Amen. We are a kingdom of priests. We're trying to get people to Jesus. Amen. You can't get to the Father without Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. The, the reason that we're trying to get folks to Jesus is because people find it hard, amen, to get to God without an example of those who have gone before, amen, who have gotten to God, so to speak, amen. In Exodus chapter 20, verses 18 through 21, now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. 
Then they said to Moses, you speak to us and we will hear. Let not God speak with us lest we die. Amen. So in that atmosphere of thunderings and lightnings and shaking, the people did not feel confident to speak to God face to face. And so they said to Moses, you're used to that. You speak to God. And Moses said to the people, do not fear for God has come to test you and that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near and the thick darkness drew near the thick darkness where God was. Amen. So we know that Moses knew the ways of God. The people only knew his acts. That is because the people would not draw near to God because of the sin. Amen. They did not feel confident that they could draw near to God. They say if we draw near to God, that God would kill us. Amen. In other words, the children of Israel, this is on Mount Sinai. This is when God gives the Ten Commandments. Amen. And so the people, the Bible declares, had Egypt or the world. Egypt is a type of the world. They had the world in their heart. So as long as the world is in your heart or you are esteeming the things of the world, you do not esteem the things of God. The two cannot mutually exist. Amen. That's like you can't be a sinner. I don't care what somebody tells you. You cannot comfortably sin and draw near unto God because God is holy. Amen. That when God comes near something, amen, he deals with it either in judgment or mercy. Now, mercy is extended unto you, but you have to draw close to God to let him remove those things that you used to trust in. Amen. And so there is a generation of people, amen, even people that say they are the people of God, who refuse to draw near to God. They only trust other people to tell them what God said. Amen. And even though God has given ministers, ultimately God wants you to know him. And so the reason that God gives ministers is so that ministers could speak by the Spirit of God so that you could hear the voice of God, so that you could get used to hearing the voice of God, so that you would use that and have confidence, the Bible says, in the day of judgment. You, you would have confidence to draw near unto God because you trust the goodness of God. Holy Ghost. Whoa! Holy Ghost. Whoa! <laughs> Hallelujah. God who gave the rain in this season. Amen. And good things. Amen. So that you could see and know the goodness of God. So that you could respond to his goodness. Hallelujah. God's being good to me. I don't want to sin. Hallelujah. I want to continue in his goodness. So it is relationship. It is fellowship. Amen. But it's different. Amen. You must be brought into that relationship and fellowship and not to listen to those people that say sin, sin, sin all you want. Grace will take care of that. Well, you cannot draw close to God and you cannot see the face of God. Amen. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6 that Isaiah says, hallelujah, in the year 
The king Uzziah died. I saw the Lord high lifted up. And the glorious train filled the temple. And then I said, this is Isaiah, that I am undone. Holy Ghost. <laughs> glory of God. Hallelujah. He saw God through the glory. I'll teach you that. You can't see God, but you can see him through the glory. You can see Jesus in the glory. The glory is the blessed state. It's wanting things the way God intended them to be. Holy Ghost. That's why you need the Word. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. Amen. To understand what the blessed state is, the righteous state before the fall, the relationship with God before the fall. Amen. The cool of the day, anointing. Hallelujah. So Adam knew a thing. Amen. And he rejected it. Amen. He knew the Lord. Hallelujah. Or he was getting to know the Lord. Hallelujah. Because it is a continual process. Amen. The Bible says that the priest, again, the high priest, amen, he offers gifts and sacrifices. Hallelujah. And so our relationship with the Lord, that we don't have nothing to give except that which God gives us. <laughs> it goes. It is the acknowledgement that it came from God. Amen. David, King David giving billions, billions for the building of the temple. Amen. All the gold, all the silver. He prepared with all his might. And then he had the nerve, the audacity to say, Lord, all I'm doing is giving you what's yours. <laughs> Holy Ghost. You talking about your money? Did you, <laughs> your money? David gave millions Billions he prepared with all, all of his, his might. Amen. And so they were afraid to come near to God. It is, it is the introduction of God into this earth. Amen. It is the clash of kingdoms. That don't mean, hallelujah, something wrong with God, these shakings. Amen. Lightnings and thunders is because God of heaven came down. He set upon that mountain, the Bible says that the mountains will melt like wax. Amen. When God comes in contact, amen, things will move, things will shake, but God remains the same. Amen. So you would have to have a relationship with the Lord to trust the God of shaking, to trust the God of thunderings and lightnings. Hallelujah. That he has goodness intended, intended for you. Amen. So your calling is seen in the calling of the priest to be separated unto God. Amen. To offer sacrifice. Hallelujah unto God. And to be able to distinguish between holy and unholy. That's part, amen, of the duties of the priest in Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 44. Chapter 44. Amen. So you celebrate that you are a king and a priest. Amen. So what is a priest? Amen. He offers sacrifices unto the Lord. Amen. He offers gifts unto the Lord. And verse 23. Amen. He's speaking to the priest. He says, and they shall teach my people the difference between holy and unholy. 
and cause them to discern between unclean and the clean. So unless you are, as a priest, a participator in being sanctified unto the Lord, to be familiar with the holy, amen, the, 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 the knowledge of the holy, the Bible says, the knowledge of the holy one, that the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the holy is understanding, amen. The holy comes from the Holy One, amen, the Lord is, is the Holy One. So as a priest, you're supposed to be able to distinguish between holy and unholy, clean and unclean, and you're supposed to be able to teach the people. So you look at people in stages of progress, stages of maturity, amen. So those who are the most mature are those who have drawn near unto the Lord. And so they have a revelation of the Lord, even the secret things, the holy things, the things that God has reserved, amen, that God reveals those things, revelation, knowledge, amen, that the ability to teach comes from the Lord, amen. I don't strive listening to other people's messages. I don't, I don't strive, I don't try to steal somebody's message, the, the, the secret, <laughs> Amen. To being able to teach is to be submitted unto the master teacher. Amen. To be submitted unto the Lord. Amen. And so the Bible says that the, the, the disciples are not greater. Amen. Than their, their master. Amen. That they are not greater than their teacher. It is enough for them to be as as their teacher, amen, to be as the, the, the master, amen. And so the, 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 the key, amen, to ministry is to give everything to the Lord. You can't bring anything in it. You cannot say, I know such and such, and so I will give that unto the Lord. I've been to this school and that school, amen. I got this diploma, I got this degree, I'll simply give that to the Lord. Amen. You are not counting the, the cost. Amen. You, you, you're trying to present that which is from the world to that which is of heaven. Amen. And that does not work. You have to be emptied out and the Lord will give you, amen, the ability. The Bible says that um, God made me an able minister. That's what the Apostle Paul said. That it was God who made him an able minister for the gospel. You must be, you must be God made. So people are in different levels. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. Of entering into the inner courts, entering into the intimacy which is of the Lord. Amen. So when Christ ascended on high, gave gifts unto men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, amen, to, for the work of the ministry. So people are being brought into the work of the ministry by those who are already working in the ministry or those who have a revelation of the Lord. Many false out there, but the Bible says that God has given ministers. The Bible says, who is Cephas? You know, who is Paul? Who is Apollos? They are ministers which God gave to each one. Amen. 
So you, you, you don't know, amen, until you're brought from glory to glory, level to level. And that the way that God designed it, if you don't respect ministry, you have shown yourself unworthy, amen, to draw in close or to be a minister yourself, amen. If you, if you don't respect the process, if you don't respect the ways of God, Amen. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the oil, even the fragrant oil that flows down from the head of Aaron, the beard, and even the, his garments. Amen. So the oil flows from the head that Aaron was the set one. And so the anointing, that fragrant oil is that which is of Jesus, the fragrance, a beautiful fragrance. That is what Jesus is. Amen. The lily of the valley, the fairest of 10,000, the rose of Sharon. Hallelujah. That, that fragrance, the Bible says that when you give an offering, amen, that offering, if, it do, if it's done right, it has the sweet savor of Jesus. Amen. So when you're talking about the oil, amen, you're talking about the anointing, you're talking about Christ, Amen. And that fragrant oil, the, the ability, hallelujah, to draw people, hallelujah. The, the, the ability, hallelujah, to cause people to fall in love, amen. You can't help yourself, Holy Ghost. That fragrance of the Lord, the Bible says, is life to life, amen. So that fragrance, hallelujah, is from the oil that flows down from the head. There the Lord has commanded his blessings, life forevermore. Amen. So that's where the blessing is, for you to be able to be positioned, hallelujah, under the authority of the Lord. Hallelujah. So you're separated, amen. A priest means that you're separated unto God, so you know the difference, amen between clean and unclean, holy and unholy. That's part of your job. That's part of your duties. Amen. If you don't know, then you're not ready, amen, to operate properly in, in the priesthood. Hallelujah. We see it again in Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 10 and verse 10. To the priest, that you may distinguish between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean. Amen. So God says, this is the calling that I call for you. This, this is what I intend for you, for you to be a kingdom of priests. So that's your calling. And so to ultimately minister, everyone is called. And so everyone will minister in some, compa some capacity because the Bible says we are ministers of reconciliation. Amen. You simply draw near to the Lord to find out your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Fear keeps people from coming close to God. So that scene on Mount Sinai, those people were in fear. God's holiness, God's purity. Amen. It clashes with carnal Christian or the carnality in Christians who refuse to know God intimately. So people camp out in phases, people camp out in levels where they can still do what they want to do. They search out preachers that allow them to do 
what they want to do. Amen. And so it is the holiness, amen, on the man of God, the woman of God that brings the fear of God in the house of God. Amen. So the man of God, the woman of God are not doing stuff, amen, which is not in line with the fear of God. Hallelujah. And so that holiness upon the man of God, hallelujah, is people that come into the house, the man of God, his spirit gets on them. What do I mean? Is it a different spirit? No, it's the Holy Spirit. Amen. But that anointing is tailored for the man of God. Hallelujah. It is, it is said, hallelujah, that the man of God's mantle, so to speak. Amen. That which is synonymous with him. Amen. You know how Elijah had a mantle. Amen. When he went up to heaven, hallelujah, he, he dropped that mantle back down. Hallelujah. Elisha got a hold of that mantle. He had served Elijah, amen, for years. Amen. They said he poured water on his hands and he, he struck the Jordan. He says, where is the God of Elijah? In other words, he is serving in his stead. This is not what Elijah said, this is what God said. He's simply repeating what God says. He told Elijah, anoint Elijah in your stead. Amen. And so he is entering into his calling, but it wasn't a year thing. It wasn't a two-year thing. It wasn't a three-year thing. Amen. You serve in the place. Amen. You have a place, a sphere of influence as your position amen in the body in the body of christ amen jesus said in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you and if i go to prepare a place i will come again and where i am there you may be also people say that is heaven yes it is heaven but you have to think from a kingdom perspective you have a place in the kingdom everybody has a calling which means think about it in the the the, the picture of a kingdom amen you have the king amen and you have royal officials and you got those who serve them hallelujah in the capacity as they serve the king amen and so in a kingdom there are lots of duties amen plenty of work amen if you are if you are humble amen plenty of work and what the Lord desires is for you to be a chosen vessel. We, we spoke on that. A vessel fit for the master's use that he could pick up at any time. Amen. And that if you have not purged yourself of things which dishonor, he cannot pick you up at any time. But if you're purged, that you are a vessel that are good for any work that the Lord wants to do. Amen. Whatever work God has for you, there is an anointing. We spoke about that. You start out in an initial anointing and you increase according to your faithfulness, your anointing increase, amen, until your ultimate anointing, amen, that you minister with until you are taken away, amen, until you're with, you're with the Lord, amen. Psalms 27, amen. I'm afraid I've spoken too long on that because i got to get a few more things in. Psalms chapter 27, verse 8. Hallelujah. This is David. 
He says, when you said, speaking of the Lord, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, will I seek. So there is a drawing, there's a call, amen, along with the calling. Everybody wants to be somebody. That's my calling. You know, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. Amen. I'm a prophet. I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm an apostle. Amen. Everybody wants to call a calling, amen, as their own. But it is the Lord's calling. So along with that calling is, is the voice of the Lord telling you, come near to me. Seek my face. And so you cannot accomplish the things of God without drawing near to the Lord. The, the ultimate intimacy is to see the Lord's face. Amen. To see the Lord's face or face to face. Amen. So, so when you hear the Lord say, seek my face. Amen. Your heart needs to cry out to the Lord. Just like the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, of bondage again to the world, but a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. And so the Bible says, again, that we say by the Holy Spirit, Abba, Father. Amen. So that is being one with the Holy Spirit in your yearning, in your wanting, in your hunger. Amen. Those that are joined unto the Lord are one spirit. Amen. So you're one with the Lord. You're one with the Lord. Your, your spirit is one with the Holy Spirit. And so you cry, Abba, Father, which is that term of devotion. Amen. That term of devotion. The same thing your spirit is saying, your face, Lord, I will seek. Amen. That deep calls unto deep. You heard it. Amen. Because the spirit of the world was not on you. You were able to hear the Lord calling you, drawing you into the secret place. Hallelujah. That secret place. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When you pray, go into your secret place. Amen. Shut the door. You, you and the Lord, the, the Lord who hears in secret will reward you openly. That's how God operates. That's how he works. Amen. You're not trying to do stuff in front of men. Amen. You're not trying to pray. You're not trying to fast. You're not trying to give alms in front of men. Hallelujah. It's between you and the Lord as the ways of the world are shed off of you, melted off of you. Things that you, you did not know. Things that you esteemed more than the Lord is basically what we're we're talking about. Amen. So you're tested, you're tried, just like silver, just like gold, to, to, to get rid of the impurities. Amen. And so the test, amen, will try you to show what your metal is. Amen. What sort of vessel, what sort of vessel are you? Amen. So seeking God's face represents the closeness of truly knowing God. God has placed that desire in each of us. Fear, because of worldliness, keeps us from drawing near unto God. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Hallelujah. And I know I'm going to have to speed it up a little bit. <laughs> 
Somebody says I talk too fast. It's because I want you to know, hallelujah, what the Lord is telling me, hallelujah, for the church. Genesis chapter two, verse seven. And the Lord God formed a man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being or living soul. So this is the first encounter of God face to face. The Bible says God breathed into Adam's nostrils, the breath of life. That means he had to be face to face. And that is what God intended. But because of sin and consequences that we've been separated from God, separated from the truth. Amen. And people are not willing to do what is necessary to know the truth. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and was not a man because God took him. But before God took him, he had this testimony that he pleased God. For those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. So Enoch got caught up, hallelujah, between two places, hallelujah, in the place of God. Where I am there, you may be also. The place of God is where he wanted to be. And the Lord did not deny him. Amen. So he did not taste death. Amen. He lived 135 years and did not taste death, but he was translated. That word translated means transported and changed. Amen. So with the transport comes the change. You cannot go to God in the form that you are. Holy Ghost. He said, you, you cannot go to God in an earthly form. Holy Ghost, <laughs> you say, you, you're saying some stuff. In Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, amen. Why? Because we're supposed to be in the form of Jesus. As Jesus is, so are we in this, in this world. So in Philippians chapter 2. Verses 5 through 8. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 8. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as man, he humbled himself, and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Amen. So the Bible says Jesus was in the form of God. Amen. And he served man, hallelujah, in the form of man, hallelujah, to experience death. Amen. Even the death which was on the cross. Amen. So that word form is means it is in the fashion He's in the fashion of God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, though he was in the form of God. And so we are supposed to be in the form of God because we are made in his image. The only way to be in the form of God is to be in the form of Jesus. The Bible says that we are supposed to be conformed. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, conformed into the image of Christ. Amen. So there is no doubt that there we are supposed to be changed that is transformed, but conformed means that we have a, a part to play. It is a, it is a yielding, amen. It is a letting go of the world, amen. The, 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 the pressure, amen. The, the pressure is not supposed to produce carnality. There's pressure in the world, 
The pressure is supposed to produce spirituality. Amen. To, to, to experience. Amen. Spirituality instead of carnality. Amen. Romans 9, 21. Romans 9, 21. It says, Does not the potter have power over the clay from the same lump to make one a vessel of honor and another of, of dishonor? Amen. And so God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. Amen. The Bible says, that he formed Adam out of the dust. Amen. So it is the potter who forms the clay. Amen. In Jeremiah chapter 18, we won't go there, but it's the story of the potter. God tells Jeremiah to go to the potter's house. And so he watches this potter. Amen. As he is forming a vessel, the vessel is marred. And so he takes that vessel and forms it again, amen, into a vessel of his, of his pleasing, amen. So the vessel was marred, amen. So we are all called, the Bible says all called, if you're chosen, or that chosen vessel, the one that pleases the maker, amen. And so you have to complete you have to continue. Maturity means to complete the path, that maturity, amen, to continue in the things of God. If you get off, you have to allow the Lord to have his hands upon you or to deal, to deal with you, amen. So the imagery of the potter is one who is intimate with the vessels, amen. He's made many, many vessels. He knows how to make vessels amen and so you have to allow the lord to make into a vessel of honor if if you are marred or you're not displaying the image that the lord wants the lord has power over the clay amen to make it again so what am i saying i'm saying that we are called amen and we're called to draw close to the lord he is a part of we are the clay amen that means the lord has the right to deal with us amen and so if there's marring, imperfection in that vessel, the Lord has the right to make it again, amen, to, to, to reintroduce you, amen, and to what he has called you to do. If, you, if you've gotten off, amen, that he can get you back. He can make you into that, that vessel of honor, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 through 13. It says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Amen. In other words, God has the whole picture, but we prophesy the part. Amen. The Bible says we prophesy according to grace and according to faith. Amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12. So we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. So when the perfect comes, the part will be done away with. Amen. 
And then he explains, this is the Apostle Paul. He says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. And I understood as a child, thought as a child. But when I became a man or mature, I put away the childish things. For now we see the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. And now about faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So most people say this is talking about, you know, going to heaven. We'll know the, as we're supposed to know. We'll finally know correctly. Amen. And that is true. But that is not all what that says. The Apostle Paul is saying when I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. The Bible says when that which is perfect shall come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. That which is in part means that which is not illuminated. You don't know the whole picture. And so the Bible speaks of a face-to-face relationship with the Lord that gets rid of that which is important. In other words, the more that you identify with the Lord, the more you identify with heaven, the more you, you forsake the world, you're crucified to the world, the world is crucified to you, then the part will be done away with. And so more of your ministry, more of your prophesying, amen, will be complete. The Bible says when that which is perfect shall come. What is that which is perfect? Well, it is the Lord, amen, speaking of the Lord Jesus also, when that which is perfect. But it's also talking about love. It's talking about a relationship of love with the Lord where that, amen, when that is perfect, when, when, when you love the Lord, when your love is perfected, amen, you're able to receive more. Amen. From the Lord, more light, more illumination. We see that in 1 John. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 17 and 18. It says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So the operation of our faith, faith works by love, is this in accordance to our revelation of the love of God. Amen. If you don't know that God is good, if you don't know that God loves you, you will only draw near so much according to your capacity to believe the love of God, hallelujah. And so you have to draw close to God, even face to face. So that's what that uh, scripture is talking about, amen. The, the face to face, we know in part, amen, amen. But we seek to know face to face, amen, to drive out the fear. Perfect love will drive out that fear so that we would have boldness in the day of judgment. The devil says, you're not going to make it. Amen. The devil says you're not going to be healed. Amen. But you know the love of God. Amen. You, you, you know by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. You know that Jesus paid the price. Amen. You, you've tasted the goodness of God. That is able to drive the devil's thoughts and the devil's words away from you. Perfect love cast out fear. Amen. And that which is perfect shall come. That which is in part shall be 
done away with. Amen. As we seek that face-to-face -face relationship with the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians, hallelujah, chapter 4. Verses 5 and 6. Amen. We're about finished this night, but I want you to see this. The Apostle Paul says, but we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. Oh, Holy Ghost. Ooh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. But we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So the knowledge of the glory of God is seen in the face of Jesus. You cannot see God. Amen. The Bible says in John 1.18, no one has seen God at any time except Jesus, the one that came from God, who declares him. Amen. So no one has seen the Father God, but you're able to see the Father God in the face of Jesus. If you can see his face in the glory, the glory is what God intended him. The blessing of God, amen, God put glory on the blessed state. When he created everything, he said it was good, amen. Now we see that in the face of Jesus. So the face-to-face -face relationship with the Lord is seen through being able to see Jesus' face face, hallelujah, in the glory, amen, that blessed state, knowing that blessed state. And last verse, that 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So that's what the Holy Spirit does. He transforms you into the image of Christ. So you're looking in a mirror, amen, but the mirror is Jesus. Somehow when you can see the face of Jesus, you see what God intended for you to be a son of glory, to be a son of God, hallelujah, that you're not a sinner. Everyone who has seen God, amen, the Bible it's full of instances, amen. We spoke of Jacob seeing the Lord, amen. We, we speak of Manoah and his wife seeing, amen, a type of the Lord and the angel of the Lord. Everyone who saw the Lord saw it in the face of Jesus, amen. A, a, a glorious state, a glorious reflection, amen. The ability, you know, it takes quote, a lot of humility to receive that image of Jesus, amen, having dominion, amen, and authority over sin, having power and authority, amen, to reign in this life, hallelujah, to be a, 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 the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the apostle and high priest of our confession, to identify with Jesus as you look at him in the face of in the face of glory, and yet that is what God intended, amen. Not for you to miss it, amen, but to receive of his grace, to receive of his anointing, not to stray off of the path of the calling. It is, 
It is God's calling. Amen. And so that the Lord can anoint you, hallelujah, to, to reign in your, in your calling, amen, and to be in line for other anointings, hallelujah, that you may be that chosen vessel of the Lord. Thank you, Father God, that you are continuing to teach us, hallelujah, amen, not to be satisfied, Holy Ghost, with anything less than your glory. Hallelujah. It is to give you glory. Hallelujah. It is not to be haughty. It is not to be prideful or arrogant. Hallelujah. It's not to be lifted up. Hallelujah. But the glory of God teaches us, hallelujah, that Jesus is the one to be honored. Hallelujah. And that the kingdom operates by the honor of of Jesus. What a privilege to serve in his kingdom. Holy Ghost. What a privilege to receive the gifts of God. Hallelujah. What a privilege to receive the armament of the Lord, the whole armor of God. Hallelujah. What a privilege. Hallelujah. To operate according to the ways of God. Father, we thank you for this. In Jesus' Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.